It's Thursday, April the 2nd, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, markets respond to a bleak warning and European economies falter. First, the world in brief. Global stock markets rang in the first day of the new quarter on a somber note after President Donald Trump warned that between 100,000 and 240,000 Americans were likely to die of COVID-19. The S&P 500, America's main index, closed down 4.4%. London's FTSE 100 closed 3.8% lower, and Japan's Topics was also down by 3.7%. Manufacturing activity in the two largest Eurozone economies slumped in March as COVID-19 forced plant closures. German manufacturers saw their sharpest drop in output since 2009, with the IHS Markets Purchasing Managers Index down to 45.4 from 48 in February. Any number under 50 suggests a contraction. France's PMI fell to 43.2 from 49.8 in February. Spain's death toll from COVID-19 increased by 864 in the 24-hour period ending on Wednesday evening, a record for the country hardest hit by the virus after Italy. Though the country's infection rate has slowed in recent days, the novel coronavirus has still claimed more than 9,000 lives in Spain and 30,000 across Europe. In America, the death toll surpassed 5,000. The British government promised to step up testing for coronavirus after criticism that it is not doing enough. Germany is conducting some 500,000 tests a week, Britain slightly fewer than 10,000 a day. The government has pledged to increase this number to 25,000. Early tests on NHS workers have found that relatively few of those in self-isolation actually had the disease. SoftBank, a Japanese group, has reneged on its promise to purchase $3 billion worth of stock from WeWork, a once starry-eyed American office subleasing firm. The agreement was signed last year as part of a bailout, but SoftBank says that conditions for the deal have not been met. Adam Neumann, WeWork's former chief executive, and other investors are expected to sue. Saudi Arabia asked Muslims to postpone making plans for this summer's Hajj to stem the spread of COVID-19. The pilgrimage to Mecca and Medina is scheduled to begin in late July and two million travellers were expected. All able-bodied Muslims are required to make the Hajj at least once in their lifetimes. The UN's annual climate summit, due to be held in Glasgow in November, has been postponed due to COVID-19 until 2021. Although COP26, as it is known, has been widely touted as the most important conference since the Paris meeting in 2015, countries are rightly focusing their efforts on saving lives, said Alok Sharma, president of the convening group. And editor's note, The Economist is making some of its most important coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic freely available to readers of The Economist Today, our daily newsletter. For details, visit our hub at www.economist.com forward slash coronavirus. And now, here's today's agenda. A dangerous migration. India's government changes tack. The Indian government has been forced to modify its strategy in fighting the coronavirus. On March 24th, the Prime Minister Narendra Modi announced a lockdown of the country's 1.3 billion people and closed businesses. An unintended consequence was that at least 600,000 people thrown out of work fled the cities for their homes and villages, often just walking along the empty roads. 
The mass flight undid the very purpose of the lockdown, which was to stop the spread of the virus. One official said as many as one in three migrants might be carrying the disease. So new orders oblige state governments to quarantine all incoming travellers. Exhausted migrants now face incarceration for weeks in hastily converted shelters. And those who turned back or stayed in the cities where they work face a precarious existence. Delhi's state government alone is making plans to supply free food to more than one million people a day. Downward Bound South Korea's Economy Consumer price inflation in South Korea slowed marginally in March, figures released today show. The benchmark index gained 1% on a year earlier as the COVID-19 pandemic dampened consumer demand. Worse things are probably in store. Though exports have held up relatively well, except for a decline in exports to China, South Korea's biggest trading partner, business and consumer confidence dropped sharply in March. Manufacturing activity fell to its lowest level since January 2009, during the financial crisis. The finance ministry expects a significant economic contraction for the first quarter and maybe for the year, even though the country has already slashed interest rates and announced up to $100 billion worth of stimulus and bailout packages. South Korea has done better than most at keeping the COVID-19 pandemic at bay, but that does not mean that it will be able to shield its open economy from the global economic fallout. A new front opens up. NATO fights COVID-19. When foreign ministers from NATO countries convene today, it will be a more impersonal affair than usual. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced the officials for the first time in their history to meet virtually and to put the virus top of their agenda. The alliance was knocked off balance when its principal rival, Russia, showily sent medical aid to Italy, the ally worst hit by COVID-19. NATO hastily shot back with pictures of Czech aid arriving in Milan and then Madrid under the auspices of NATO's Disaster Response Centre. Yet even as the alliance wages a public relations battle, preparations for real combat face difficulties. Defender 20, a huge US Army exercise that would have tested NATO's ability to funnel American troops through Europe, has been cancelled, as have others. Meanwhile, NATO's responsibilities are only growing. On Monday, North Macedonia became the 30th and newest member of the alliance. Bucking the trend, Walmart in pandemic times. Most retailers have been slammed by the restrictions imposed by the COVID-19 pandemic, not Walmart, the biggest by revenue. While American retail stocks, as measured by Standard & Poor's, have fallen by 35.3% since peaking on February 20th, Walmart's has dropped by just 3.5%. Whereas less essential retailers have furloughed workers, Walmart is hiring new staff as customers flock to shop for staples. However, its employees face a dilemma. They are glad to continue drawing a paycheck, but worry about the high-contact nature of the job. To thank them, Walmart today hands out bonuses of $300 to qualifying full-time workers in America and $150 to part-timers. It plans to pay out more bonuses throughout the spring. The company hopes to make 150,000 new hires to help keep shelves stocked. Sadly, with unemployment soaring, that shouldn't prove too difficult. Lost at sea, COVID-19 devastates the cruise ship industry. Governments used to be eager to lure tourists, particularly wealthy cruisers, to their shores. Many have spent huge sums in recent years tarting up their ports and building elaborate cruise terminals. COVID-19 has put an end to that. 
Today, Canada will impose a ban on cruise ships carrying more than 500 passengers visiting the country's ports until at least July 1st to stop them importing the disease. Australia, India, New Zealand, Singapore and Spain have imposed similar restrictions. Other countries, including Panama, Thailand and Vietnam, are turning away ships on a case-by-case basis. The industry's reputation was shipwrecked in the pandemic's early days when a number of liners suffered severe COVID-19 outbreaks. Consequently, demand has collapsed. The world's three largest cruise lines, which account for nearly 80% of global capacity, have suspended all voyages and laid up their ships. Their shares have fallen by around 80% since January, more than those of almost any other industry. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Charlemagne, who was born on this day in 742 AD. Right action is better than knowledge, but in order to do what is right, we must know what is right. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.